Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The first thing I want to talk about is, um, I suppose, inside the K District. Now, last night, this was on television, and it was the kind of first real well-made documentary. And I have to say, it was very well-made. It was well-produced, well-put-together. And I don't know whether you watched it last night, but here's the trailer. We the motherfuckers stayed off the fucking clip. Yeah, just how I do. Well, fuck you. Everybody, man, see the fucking thing the K District is absolutely mental. I don't think my mother would let me go to work if she knew what I was dealing with every day. Any reason you have a hammer and a hatchet in the back of your car? Everyone move back. Move back now. My most favourite type of person to do is someone half mad. <laughs> and I knew I was going to get all that in the K. Like. Fucking hell wankers. We have a running joke that when you leave, you should get a medal. I survived the cake. It's out of this world. It's mad. All these words they've heard before, and it doesn't do justice. Now we're in the face of the people that they're writing about in the papers every day. Because what the fuck is up to? Well, we're just doing a bit of gardening. <laughs> My first day, I got out. I thought I was after being dropped in Beirut. It is the Wild West. Like, I went to one car one night, and they were they had bone arrows. They were firing arrows at each other. Before I ever came out here, I'd heard about the K District and that it was a mad spot. It absolutely is everything people have said that it is. There you go, Inside the K District. It was a very well-made documentary. It was on Virgin Media last night. The second part is on next week. And, of course, viewers across Ireland were gripped by the show that the guards... Uh, were, were, you know, the, the, I suppose what was happening in the busiest Garda station in the country inside the K. And the K district, by the way, for those who don't know, it is Finglas, Blanchardstown and Cabra. And it covers a population of 175,000 people. Last night's episode gave an insight to the escalating violence, including murder, terrorism, all sorts of different things uh, within the community, with most of it uh, due to gangs in the area. And you were listening, by the way, to the guards there talking about, they described it as the Wild West, Beirut, they were firing bow and arrows at each other at one stage. I mean, this is what they're dealing with. And by the way, hands up. Now, a lot of people were saying, boy, fair play to the guards. That's their job. You know, and look, fair play to them. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't stand in front of some scumbag who's part of a gangland uh, or a member of a gang, should I say, like, and, and start telling him I'm going to arrest him because I would, I would place more value on me and my own family than to take a job like that. So fair play to the guards for doing it. I wouldn't do it. But in saying that, Let's not put them up too much on a pedestal because that's their job. The same way as people often come on and say nurses are angels. Yeah, nurses are great. That's their job, to save lives. That's the guard's job, to protect us from the individuals like that. But the one thing, and my only observation of the show, and I don't want to be critical of the guards because I thought they're excellent and they do a good job and they protect us, generally speaking. Um, not everybody, unfortunately. They don't get to protect everybody, but they can be as many places as they can at one time. But my one criticism was that... If you looked at that, say, and looked at an American cop show, there was one guy, and I'm sure you all remember this guy with the red hair, who stood there roaring at the guard. Go on, ride me, you bleeding faggot. Go on, ride me. Ride me, you faggot. Go on, ride me. Ride me. I ride you. I ride you. And straight into the guard's face. Now, if I spoke to a guard like that, I'd be arrested. But he wasn't. Now, I don't know what happened afterwards. They just showed that clip, but I don't know what he was. I don't believe he was arrested. But he was allowed to speak to them like that. Now, I'm sure there's training in the way you deal with individuals like that. But I felt there was a fairly soft touch approach to certain individuals who were scary individuals. Um, and they are scary individuals because these people have, these scumbags have no value on life. None whatsoever. They would kill you, your mother and your family in a heartbeat. But I felt there was a bit of a soft touch approach. And if you want to be a guard, unfortunately... That's the job that you have to deal with these scumbags. And yes, your life is in danger. It's not the job I would choose, but you've chosen that job. When you go in there and you sign that piece of paper to serve the country, you know that's what you're supposed to do. And it's not a good job. I, I admit that. It's not, it's not good to do that. I wouldn't do it. But in saying that, if this was America and that scumbag spoke to a cop in America like that, he'd be tased and on the ground before you know it. Or there'd be 20 guards around beating the shite out of him on the ground before you know it. 
Um, there was a bit of bravado going on, obviously, with the scumbags because the camera was there as well. There was little scuts, by the way, 16 years of age causing problems. Obviously, they couldn't be highlighted on the television. You couldn't see their faces because they're minors. Um, you know, but I, I did believe that was my only criticism of the guards last night because I, I do believe they do a thankless job sometimes. Now, I suppose the public were quick to praise the work and the bravery of the guards uh, on the front line all across Twitter, with many shocked at the way they were spoken to while they were working. And one person said, can't believe uh, the way these people speak to the guardee. If either of my two kids spoke to a guard or anyone like that, um, it would be me they'd be afraid of. Another person said, people saying inside the K is portraying Blanchestown badly. Hmm. I think you'll find it's scum breaking the law that are doing it. And I'm born and bred here. So much respect for the guards. A lot of people, yes, talked about the fact that they described Blagestown, Cabra and Finglas as Beirut, the Wild West, surviving the K. It didn't paint that area in a good light. And I'm pretty sure your property value dropped overnight after watching that programme because it did portray the area very badly. But... The facts are, the guards did say there's a lot of nice people in the area, but the facts are there's a lot of bad people in the area. And the Garda station being the busiest, not only because of population, but because of the carry-on in the place, is a statement of fact. That's just a fact. If you live in any of those areas, certain parts, not all of Cabra, not all of Fingerson, certainly not all of Blanchardstown, is a big area, are Scumsville, but a lot of it is, and you wouldn't want to live there. And that's the point, isn't it? The RD being interviewed on the programme described the K area as mental. In the opening scene, it was described as Beirut uh, by one detective. And clearly, viewers were shocked by the content uh, and the, uh, the constant abuse the officers were hammered with uh, at all sorts of call-outs. Episode 2, of course, will air next week. But tonight, I want to talk about the police force. Whether you've seen the documentary yet or not, I want to ask you if you think our Garda Sheikhana are respected. Uh, we will always call them when we need them. And yet so many people call them names uh, when they're only trying to do their jobs. Uh, there are some bad apples, absolutely. Some guards are absolute scumbags. There are as many guards as members of the general public who are scumbags and wasters and assholes. I mean, the same percentage, I would imagine, because that's human nature. The majority of guards, be they male and female, are good people who want to do their job. But there is a percentage who are complete and utter assholes. And we all know that. And I'm sure the guards, if they're listening tonight, you know which guards are assholes. I'm sure you've met them yourself. So I want to get your thoughts on the guardie. Do you think the abuse is part of the job? Or is that completely unfair? Or so, do you think the Garda Sheikhana are respected by the public? Let me know what you think. And maybe there's a whole question there about whether they should be armed or not to deal with individuals like, you know, the red-headed fella and the rest of them that were on that show last night. Um, okay, do you believe the Garda Sheikhana are respected by the general public? That's the question I'm asking you tonight after you've watched that show. Yes, generally you believe they are, or have they lost respect because of all the stuff that's been happening over the last few years, the water charges and all that kind of other carry-on? Let me know what you think. Do you believe the Garda Sheikhana have respect? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Eamon, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eamon? How are you, Niall? Good. Eamon, do you, do you think the Garda Sheikhana have respect? I mean, do the public respect the Garda? Yes. Absolutely no. Why do you think that is? Because the way the scumbags are going around at, at the moment... They just, just like what you said, they just don't care. I had, I had a few runs in with, with, with the police and I broke a red light. There was no traffic coming. There wasn't endangering anyone. I was on my motorbike and I was just coming up Mead Street onto Thomas Street. And because the lights there, they, they, they go red forever. And I just drove the bike just around to the left. But just as I did, there was a police boy coming down and your man turned down and they said, oh, I'm fucked. So <laughs> I stopped and he pulled up beside me, got off the bike. And you know what the first thing he said to me? What did he say to you? He said to me, I'm not going to charge you. But he gave me a lecture. Now, he was one of the nicest coppers I ever came across. And I tell you, if I had an Oscar, I would have gave it to him. <laughs> he, had, he had me there for about 20, 25 minutes. And he was telling me all the accidents that he went to and all, and fellas on bikes and all like that. <clears throat> and yeah. I stood there listening to him. Now, 
the only reason why I stood there and I took everything in and I appreciate everything he said to me. And he he was 100% right what he said. But he, he was one of these, I think he was a super cop. Because the first thing he said to me, I'm not going to charge you. Why do you think he did that? Because he was giving you a break. No, the reason why he did that, Niall, was because he was going to give me a lecture. Yeah. And he knew that I'd take everything in. Because the first thing he said, I'm not going to charge it. So I was lack, re- relaxed. And you, I, and you actually listened to him and you didn't give him any grief. Absolutely. Yeah. I was focused 100%. And I never took the eye off him. Well, look, well, well, then, well, that contradicts what you said. So you had respect for this guard because the first thing he yeah. said, listen, I'm not going to charge you, but I'm going to give you a good talking to here now and tell you why what you did was wrong. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but so you did no, have respect for I'm him. Saying, what I'm saying is, I have respect for the police. But there's a numerous amount of people out there that don't have respect. And if anything happens, who's the first people to got the call? Oh, the guards, of course, yeah. The guards. Absolutely. And what do you what do you think? I don't, did you watch this program last night, by the way? Unfortunately, I didn't see it. No, so I'm going to I'm going to repeat it on Monday. So I'm going to watch it on Monday. Yeah, or if you have you can play it back on. If you have Sky, you can get. Well, get I like, don't have Sky. Uh, so was, you, you can get it and catch yeah. up anyway. But but either yeah, way, okay. I mean, I thought it was a really well put together documentary. Um, it was really well done. It's very good. Um, I you can clearly see there's a lot of scumbags with that. Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, and but do you think it was a bad idea the way they referred to Finglas, Blanchardstown, and Cabra as Beirut, uh, with the Wild West, mental? If you survive us, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean they they really painted the area in a bad yeah. light. Yeah, but you also said that there was. They also said that there was those people. There. Well, one one of the guards did point out that he wants to be clear that there are amongst all those scumbags, yeah. there are good people. Yeah. yeah, and I, I understand where the police are coming coming from because, my God, what they have to deal with there is just unbelievable. Now, I, I don't, I don't know how they deal with it because, absolutely, uh, because if you were in America and you spoke to a guard the way this lad, well, he'd the you. well, he'd have been tased and on the ground with cuffs on him before you know it. Yeah, and if you did that, in or Spain, shot one or the other, and if you did that in Spain, it's the same thing. And I go to Thailand a fair bit. And I've seen the but only but only little people the police in Thailand. But I've seen these and there was only two lads and he and he went into this fire and he shut the door behind them and you could hear a man screaming. They bet the crap out of them. And they're only little people. And I've seen in the pub where there were loads of English coming out and they were saying new to bastards, new to bastards. And as soon as them boys came out, I was standing out the other side. And they whacked the lads around with buttons. And you yeah, think well, see that, well, that's that's the other extreme. And I don't yeah, think we need to go down there where you definitely and, wouldn't have respect. And you, you think they lay a hand on the cop? No. No, they were afraid. They need shit. Well I, well, I don't think there's anything wrong with people having a genuine fear, a respectful fear of the police. I don't yeah. mean being... You shouldn't be afraid. I mean, if you've done nothing wrong, you shouldn't be afraid of the police. And they should treat everybody with respect until they know they've done something wrong. But I don't believe they should be treating anybody with respect who's a scumbag. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Morris as well. Morris, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Morris? Evening, Lord. How are you doing? Morris, you live in the K. I do, yeah. And, and how did you feel when you heard the K and the area you live in referred to as Beirut, the Wild West, mental. Uh, how, how does that make you feel? Well, like one of them said, you know, I know where I live and the people around me are good, hard, working class people, middle class people, yuppie people. I live quite close to where Rio Baratka lives, you know. So it's in his constituency as well. I'm in the Blanche area, right? And uh, where, By the way, where does where does Leo live? He, does he, he lives in Castle Leo. Rock. He does, yeah. He lives yeah. near um, an area that would be close to where his parents live. Right. He, he was reared in, in around a place called Roselawn. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I and know, I know. Still, yeah, I know Roselawn. I know Roselawn. Yeah, there's a Tesco's there and a big shopping complex. So his, his family are quite close to that area, you know. Right, okay. And say he lives down in the Because Blanche is huge now. Blanche goes right up to Clonee now. Oh, uh, listen, I was out in the area. And it is, is Little Pace, you know, that's all Blanche's town now as well, isn't it? 
Little Pace, yeah. Well, Little Pace is Clanee, and then you've Clanee. got, and then you've got what's the uh, Onger? Is Onger? That's all Blanchestown. Onger, yeah, that's all Blanche as well, yeah. And yeah. then you have Ladies Well, where they're stopping the houses being built. Right. Okay. And, and what, where would be, in your opinion, where is the rough area of Blanchester? Where they were shooting at each other. That would be Cardiff. They were shooting at each other across. And I think the red-headed fella that was telling the guard. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a bit like, you know, Twitter was alive last night, right? Uh, there's good guards and there's bad guards. I'll never forgive the force for what they tried to do to Morris McCabe and his family. And that corruption went right to the top, Right. So but that, guards, yeah, but that wasn't the frontline guards that did that. Well, see, these are the people that the frontline guard used to look up to, but mm. now they don't because they can't trust them. And once you have a corporation of people that you can't trust the top, you don't trust people around you. So every guard is out for himself. I know good guards, and I've come across bad guards like yourself. Yeah. Right. So my cousin was made retired when he hit 60. One of the best coppers in the area. Great knowledge. Got got the sergeant. Sorry, you're out the door. Good luck. 60 years of age. So, recently now, I was telling your researcher, 12 of the top girls, guards have gone with the best experience. Why? They took the redundancy. They took the lump and got out. So... Yeah, but they, but they, they, they were there probably 30 years, were they? 60, 40. You know, but yeah. what I watched on the telly last what, night. What's it? They they, they they must do thirty years to get to get redu- to get the lump and to get the pension. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you retired at sixty. You used to be fifty five or fifty seven. Well, I mean, if you're start, if you're starting at twenty two or twenty three, you'd probably be out there by the time you're fifty, fifty two. Well, yeah. you know, whatever comes forth, the thirty yeah. year service or your age. Yeah, but yeah. A lot of the, like the Welsh guard now, the fellow with the Welsh accent that was on last night, he would yeah, be the a fellow with the beard. Hero. Yeah, the beard yeah, fellow. Yeah. yeah, and he he. You know, he sees as he calls it, you know. But Twitter was alive last night. It was mad. You were slagging them off. They're trying to be the English cop road warriors, road this, road that. But I didn't yeah. think they were. I thought they were too soft, Morris. And, I'm, and now, don't get me wrong, it's a thankless job. And, you know, fair play if they were taking yeah. all that abuse. I wouldn't do it. But I thought they were too soft. I mean, your man that was shot in Lidl or Aldi or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, so this guy gets shot. The guard is there trying to help him. And he's telling the guard to F off. You no, know what I mean? If it was me, I'd have said, that's grand, bleed to death, so you clown. You know what I mean? Did you hear the guard in the, in the ambulance saying, well, bringing him up to the hospital where his son is, who was shot a couple of weeks ago. And his son was kicking off up in the hospital. Yeah. So, you know. And then, and then I could see there was relations. I don't know what it was, sisters or mothers or whatever it was. They came along and started yeah, abusing, yeah. abusing so, the guards, saying, this and, is and your like fault. You said, they're the few in the area, in the 175,000 between the three catchment areas that get the rest of bad name. It's only a couple of families that want control and are doing illegal drugs. So here's one example, Noel, that I've seen about 10 years ago. I was walking in an area in Blanchestown. I'll give you the area, Cardiff, where John Gilligan is from, right? Yeah. Okay? And this fellow was caught robbing chickens out of the back of a van, and the guards were called, and they arrested him. Somebody ran over and got his ma to come out, and she walks out with the house coat and the slippers and the fag in the mouth. And he goes, Ma, Ma, will you bail me out? I will in me arse, you fucking idiot. I told you to do your robbing in town. You can fucking rock down there now. The mother. Right. The so mother. That, so that's what you're dealing with, yeah. There you go. So, you know, it's... it's so so basically, ready. okay, so basically there's scum breeding scum. Now you have it. And that's all they do. And then they kill and they okay, shoot but, but, do, do you, but do you believe that if there was more respect for the guards. In other words, the guards were tougher in certain areas where they had to be, the likes of the K and, yeah. and Tala maybe and a few other areas where they were particularly bad. Do you believe that the guards went in more heavy-handed? And that red-headed fellow, for example, if the guard didn't yeah. take that shit off him and, you know, pulled out the battle and gave him a good belt or, or, or gave him a stun, but I if he had a taser or something, I, if we should give yeah. them tasers. Do you believe they should do that? He, yeah, he was performing for the camera. He knew the camera was there. I'm going to be a, a big man on the telly. But if that guard had had a chest camera on him, like you know the the, the guards in America and in England, if he had had a body camera, yeah, but there was him, a suge- was- yeah, but there was a suggestion of body cams before with the GRA. But there's many guards for some reason. This was brought up about two or three years ago. They were asked to do this. And the reason it didn't go ahead was because it seems now I, I don't know how true the story is. There's loads of guards that refuse to wear them. 
I can understand you can get implemented as well, but like you've seen cases as I have where guards with cameras forgot they had their on in different jurisdictions and they fucking shot people and killed them and treated them really badly. And then they got caught on their dash cams as well when they lose it, you know? Yeah, so they yeah. do lose it as well. But look at if there's no respect in the home, there's no respect on the streets, there's no respect for the guards. And a couple of guards have been got doing things wrong over the last couple of years. And like I said, the corruption with Morris McCabe, that leaves a terrible, dirty taste in people. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to deny that. And the whole uh, no, breathalyzer thing as well, where they lied yeah. about the breathalyzers and the terrible. checkpoints. Corrupt. Oh, yeah, there is corruption. There's no doubt yeah. there's corruption. But in any organisation, you're going to have corruption. That, yeah. you know, it's a matter of how much you have. But what, Niall, what fear did you grow up with when you were young? Like myself, I grew up afraid of the guards. because When I say yeah. afraid of them, there was two guards. There was the Knight Rider and Smiley in Kulak, right? Yeah. And the Knight Rider was on a bike, as you can imagine. And Smiley, I think he was just on a push bike. But he was a big fella. He was about six foot four or six foot three. Well, he seemed that big when I was small, I suppose, right. really. Yeah. But if we were hanging around a street corner or if it was late at night, Jesus, he'd go down and tell your mother or he'd, he'd drag you home or he'd send you to tell you to go home. Well, you know, growing up, Jesus, we were chased by the guards for playing football on the bleeding road. I know, you that's know what, what I'm saying. So, you know, it so was, there was a different attitude then from guards. And I'm not going to have a pop at, you know, the height of guards. I do no. believe the height restriction being removed was a huge mistake. Huge Terrible. mistake. Terrible. I mean, there was a couple of guards there last night. I'm not going to get into the point now which ones they were. But they were like four foot nothing. And I don't know what sort of self-defense they have. But I would hate to see a situation where they would be overwhelmed. You know, and they wouldn't be able to deal with the situation, you know. And then, like, you know, if if they got seriously injured, then, you know, their career is over. End of story because of the height and everything else. And they'd be battered or whatever. It's a dangerous job. I wouldn't do it. I I mean, you know, and to to all the guards, I know some of them listen to us at night because they're out and about and what have you. To all the guys, listen, fair play to you. There's no way I'm going to stand in front of Johnny Scumbag, who's in a gang, and tell him I'm going to take him in. I'm not going to do that. When I came out of the army, Noel, I wanted to transfer into the guards, right? And uh, I was only 21, and I went down to the local station uh, where I grew up in Ballyferman, and your man says, you're two and a half inches too short. Mm. Now, I know I, I would have been probably a good guard because I come out with a sound background from the army, and I knew every scumbag in Ballyferman. So, you know, I had... I had to, but yeah, but I you had wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be working as a guard in your own area. That's the last thing you'd want. Until now, you might get respect then. See, you know, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think, I think most guards, are, I mean, you generally get the, the country guards be working in Dublin, the Dublin guards are working in the country. I think they purposely move them far away from where they live because it's probably not a good idea to be working where you live. Maybe it would have worked because the, the scumbags would know who were the guards on the beat because they grew up with them. Yeah, I think, if you're a commu- I think if you're a community officer, which we seem to lack yeah. nowadays, we seem to lack community guards who goes around dealing with problem children, I think, you know, yes, that wouldn't be a bad idea, but I think if you're you an You know what the guard, sergeant told me in the station? Go home and do a couple of stretch exercises and come back in a month. I never <laughs> went near the place again. <laughs> go back with high heel shoes, didn't you? Well, stay, stay there, Morris. Let me yeah. go to Tom as well. Tom, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tom? Evening all. How are we? Tom, did you watch it? Uh, I saw bits of it. Okay. And what, what was your opinion? Hyping. Um, can I just give you a few incidents here? Yep. And I'll explain what I'm on about. Salon's train robbery. Yep. The heavy gang back in the 1970s. The Kerry Babies. And if we move down towards the Morris Tribunal. Johnny Gall. Yep. Move down yep. further again to the Smithic Tribunal. Right. The and then you move on to the Morris McCabe, and then you move on to the time GSOC was bugged. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are alarming incidents where ordinary people have had their lives severely affected by members of Vanguard of Corner. Corrupt, yeah. Do you know, like, these are the, these are the things, like, like if you look at it, at the time, the Salins train robbery, that was the longest criminal case. It was done to the Special Criminal Court at the time. And those lads were released in 1984, and I think they received between 400 and 750,000 pounds compensation. Like, so that was our our version of the Birmingham Six, for want of a better and example. Who, who, I mean, there's been lots of mistakes. There was the, the do you remember the the nice bank? Or was it a Thai bank robbery? They they shot yeah. some of their own guards, and then you had that chap that was with the mental health problem that was shot in the middle with the country. What was his name again? Oh, well, going back uh, about 25 years I know, ago. I know the guy who he came out of the house with the shotgun. With the shotgun, like yeah, yeah, yeah and they you, shot him. Uh, he had. Yeah, there was something wrong with the chap, uh, and they what, shot him. What I'm trying to say is, and I know I... I but mind you, that, this is all in the yeah. past, you know, I, and I... But yeah, but no, the problem is they've learned, they haven't learned anything. Nothing. Exactly. Now, what, what scares me the most is, right, if if they could do what they did to Morris McCabe, what do you got to do to Joe Bloggs? 
That's what scares me. Now, yeah. let's, let's be clear on one thing. I've dealt with guards down through the years. I've dealt with good ones. I've dealt with bad ones uh, in various projects that I've been involved with. Okay? I would say the vast majority of the guards are out there. They're out there doing their job. They're doing it because it, it's not an easy job. Let's not look outside of all this crap that's gone on. It's not an easy job on a day-to-day scale. It's not. And I'd never... I, anyone that puts on the uniform, fair play to them. Okay? Mm-hmm. I will say that. But. Especially the numbers. But my problem is, okay, they are accountable. Yes, there's a mentality, and I think that mentality still exists, that they're not accountable. That they, they can, that some, not all, let's be clear on that, some think they can do what they want. Well, I did have, I did have a run-in years ago with a guard who, who yeah. at the side of the road who told me he was the law. And I yeah. said to him, actually, you're not. You enforce the law. So I, I kind of had to put him straight because I was being badly treated over an incident that I, in another radio yep. station um, because I had spoken about them that night and I was purposely stopped on the way home yeah. and given um, a hard but, time. But you see, this is where I'm coming from. Uh, about six months ago, I was driving on the road and there was a fella ahead of me on the road and he was he had to have been hammered the way he was weaving all over the road. like, Do you know? And I, I'll be honest, I rang the guard and said, look, give him the right number, this, that, and the other. And the guard that was on the end of the phone, is it a statement of complaint you're making? I said, no. I said, there's a fella, he could be drunk or he might be well. I don't know. I'm just making you aware of it. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it. But it was just the ignorance on the phone. And that just pissed me off. I said, look, don't worry about it. I said, if anything happens, I'll wait for the papers to get word of us. God forbid, I hope nothing happens. Mm. Well, that, well, there's yeah, no doubt there isn't enough of them. But I know that much. No, there isn't. But you see, now, look, I've seen it. I come from a rural area as well. Like We're looking at, in Tipperary, for example, you're looking at possibly the biggest Garda district being created now under these new plans. And the Garda district is going to run from Clanmel right up to the west coast, encompassing Clare with, with Ennis as the HQ. So technically, I'll give you one example. If, so what uh, would that population be? Just curious. Do, would you have any in approximate? Tipperary is the largest inland county in the country. Do you know that's not connected to the sea? Then you have clear. I, w- I would say you're looking at a population of about what four hundred thousand people. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was that big, but there you go. It possibly could be. Now, I'm, look, I'm open to correction on that. Well, I mean, I mean, when you look at this particular district last night, which is only made up of um, three areas of Dublin, yeah. it's one hundred and seventy-five thousand, and they're pinned to the collar for numbers. Well, no, that, and there's no doubt about that. So they have to you, deal with the hardest know, cases like I first. Said, look, I, some of them do get disillusioned with the job, and I don't blame them. That's being honest. Look, for the simple fact is they take them into court and they're walking back out laughing at them. That's got to be fucking disheartening. It has to be. That's you know, that's pure frustration. That's the court system. Mm-hmm. But as disillusioned as they get, the law has to be enforced, and it has to be enforced fairly, equally across the board, without. Without um, how would you put it? Without favoritism or any way like that, the law let justice be blind. I think is one of the key sayings. Yeah, but that's why she has a blindfold up on top of the forecourts. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, it's not. Um, but look, I mean, does I it know. come back to what we were talking about with Morris and Eamon earlier on? Is is there a respect for the? Is there no respect for the guards because there's no fear of them? I think I think there's a there's a that's a very strong argument. I think there's a lot of truth in that statement. Because, now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure the guards, in some sense, were performing for the camera last night, too. So they had to be conscious of not going over the top on yeah. a television programme, because they would have been accused of all sorts of things. Um, and as well as the scumbags overperforming, too. But in saying that, I felt there was a bit of a soft-touch approach to these scumbags. Now, don't get me wrong, they are scumbags. I wouldn't yeah. want to deal with them, but that's no, not my, it's not my job. Look, we've got a situation here in this country... Where we've accepted antisocial behaviour. Give you an example. I was walking in Limerick today. It's rag week now this week here in Limerick. Okay, it's about half eleven. I was walking up the street, and two young fellas standing in the doorway taking a piss. Now, in the greater scheme of things, it's only a minor fucking thing, but it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I'm coming from? Well, I mean, no, well, you know, you're right because disrespect, you know, yeah, for the law it, starts it, it, starts in places like that. Yeah, yeah, and like this is tomorrow's Ireland, like. Like, there's, I, look, there's pubs uh, on the way where my daughter goes to school. 
and there's students have been out there all week fucking been pissed outside the door of the pub. Not drinking, but pissed outside the door of the pub and people are bringing kids to school now. Look, I know it's rag week and all this. Don't want to be a killjoy. But Jesus, not at nine o'clock in the morning. Like, do you know where I'm coming from? Swandy's, yeah. Do you know the market pubs and all that? Like, no, that's not the pub's fault at all. But like, could the guards not come down along there and disperse them and say, "Look, it's time to sling your hook, move on." Yeah, like it, the law does say it. Like, it is illegal to be drunk in a public place. Like, okay, we'll, we'll just stay there for a second, Tom, if you can. I want to go to Nigel as well. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you, Nigel? Hello, Nigel. Good, Nigel. Your brother is actually on the show. Well, yeah. Not not yet, but he is in it at some point. He's on last night. Oh, oh, he was on it last night, is he? <laughs> okay, you don't need to tell me which one he is, all right? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. so what, what did you think of the show yourself, apart from <laughs> apart from watching your brother on the telly? What did you what did you think of the show yourself? Uh, I just think it gives people a, a sort of a, a, brighter, a, a broader look on what they actually have to do on a day-to-day basis. Okay, and, and, and do you think that was a, a genuine insight, or do you think there was a bit of that for the camera? Genuine, yeah. yeah. Well, there's always going to be a bit of camera acting, you know what I mean? There's always going to be that, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, the police are going to people's houses to have guns and going in, with, with, you know, without guns and whatever. You're always going to meet people. It's like the man who got shot in the alley or the in whatever chapel it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's not playing now, so Yeah, no, no, I, I, when they went in to arrest that fellow in the house and he literally threatened to have the yeah, guard yeah. killed. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. now, now yeah. I know your man got time, I think he got four or five years for threatening the guard to kill a guard. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, and when you know when you're going into a house where there's a genuine gang member and you know this guy is a player, I mean, it is worrying. It, 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 I, like, you go to the guard and um, some of the stuff that he wouldn't be given names. That, some of the stuff he said, the situation he's got, like found himself in, is scary stuff. Like it's it's it's, it's not like you know Walker will take a sweet top kid. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's not really. In, I mean, you look at the way they're paid. I mean, it's 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 horrendous. It's absolutely well for horrendous. what for what they have to do. Yeah, for what they have to do. You're always going to get the big people saying, "Oh, the guy do nothing. You know, didn't come up for an hour last week." Blah blah blah. And that's always going to happen. But in which profession in the world is anybody perfect? Yeah. So I mean, if you look at priests, are they all great? Are they all bad? No, I don't know. Well, that's what I said no, at the start, no, the start of the show. No. Most guards are good no. and do their job yeah, and want yeah. the job. There are guards who are assholes. Well, we know in that. Every, yeah, after just, in every job no, is no. assholes. No, no. in yeah. every job is assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, my brother came out of Temple Mall. And I mean, when he was in. And how long, how long is he in the guards now? He's six years now. Six years. years. Okay. So he's he's he's. And is he dealing with the likes of that redheaded fella? Is he dealing with the likes that plonker every day of the week? Yeah. Absolutely, worse, worse. Yeah, see, worse, I, see, I couldn't worse. do that. But here's what I'm asking. Well, you, yeah, what I'm asking, hour. Nigel, Nigel, why, if I spoke to a guard like that at the side of the road, if a guard pulled me over, say, for speeding or at a checkpoint, and I get out of the car and said, go on, I'm bleeding, ride you, I'll ride you, go on, you're bleeding easy, go on. <laughs> I'd be arrested and but taken Nigel, away because I'm only a little yeah, fella. Yeah, but Nigel, think about it this way. In this country, you nearly have the option, I'm not being, and I don't want to tell this, you nearly have the killer guard to get prison nowadays. You nearly have to prove somebody. You nearly have to get... Like, there's no such thing. Like, more has got to go in, though. What do I mean? Can you not be, can you not be charged gone. with threatening behaviour? Well, yeah, because... No, if he'd done that in America, he would... Yeah, oh, he'd have been tased on, on, on the ground. No, he wouldn't. No, no, he'd have pulled him through the gate. He wouldn't even go over it. <laughs> yeah. He'd have pulled him... Or put a bullet in his head. No, he'd have sorry, Tom. Tell me what you're trying to say. This is the problem a lot of guards run into, and it's that it's when they do arrest someone and when they do prepare a case, the file has to go to the DPP. So the they, DPP is the worst fucking ever. Yeah, but if you let me finish now, I'll just give you the example. The DPP, the but every country has a, has yeah. a DPP. I mean, I the know. UK is a CPS. In America, it's the grand jury. Yeah. So everywhere they have they yeah. have somebody if who I decides that they can be charged. Do. Okay, what's going on here in this country is the guards, along with the guard or superintendent, will recommend the charge along with the evidence with the Book of Evidence, that's sent off. Then, then the DPP comes back with a watered-down charge. Now, that is frustrating for the, for, for the guards in question because the, the man hours that does go into an investigation. Like, if we look at it this way, in fairness to the guards, they have the highest solvent rate of murders in Europe, if you know where I'm coming from. They can, they're, they're probably one of the best at solving murders in, the, in Europe. As they are. Like I said, anyone that does put on the uniform, fair play to them. 
it's only a minority that are caused that have that have caused this mistrust. Mm-hmm. But the mistrust that has been there by the incidents that have caused it, they've been major incidents. Yeah, but I, I think I think when we talk about major incidents and murder and gangland stuff, right, okay, they're there to deal with that and that's it. But I think what most people want them to deal with is because most of us are not involved in that kind of criminality, most of us want them to deal with antisocial behaviour, burglary, uh, car theft. No, no, I can just say... Like, yeah, sorry, Nigel. Sorry, can I just say, like, from my... Like, my brother, right, a lot of that stuff is viewed in the courts, right, as very, very low sort of, you know, down the ranks sort of stuff. And a lot of it, it's, it, it's what they call like rebound offenders, which walking in there every day of the week in the different courthouses, you know, nice, you're walking into um, to Maine, whatever. You're walking in, and the same fellas are walking in and out there every day of the week. Multiple, multiple, multiple offenders. And it's, it's you, you cannot pick them out. You can't get them. And then you, you have, and then you, and then you have the judges letting them go as well. So you kind of get them right. If you read like people below the paper and you read the court files, just because you found a Royal Royal or whatever had sixty-seven previous convictions, blah blah blah. Six or seven is probably a small amount. Probably seventy previous convictions. I mean yeah. sixty-seven. I mean 67. yeah, oh, 67, Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for shoplifting, and he was caught shot. Uh, and that's the third thing the guards when you bring him to the, and it's, it's like, it's, I know, it's, no, no, that must be very disheartening for a guard to pick up somebody on their 70th offence, bring him to court, and he gets a, a suspended sentence again. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Like, he, he, like, my brother's told me, he's walking up the steps with the fella, and he's walking in with handcuffs or whatever, and he's not saying to him, like, he's, you know. <laughs> I'll, be wa- I'll be walking out of here again. You're wasting your fucking time. I'm going to have a, uh, I'll be sitting down having a pint at two o'clock. Yeah. No, I know, I, I know, I know, because they get free legal aid and all sorts. Well, st- Nigel, just stay there for a second, because I want to go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Oh, well, how's things? Good. Did you watch the show last night? Uh, I saw a bit of pizza. Okay. What did you think of it? Uh, no comment. Why, why, what do you mean, no comment? No, what because I'm for them. What? No, 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 hold on, we'll just one at a time. We can only hear one person at a time. So, but what, do you, what do you mean, no comment, John? Well, no, to be honest, that show, to be honest, okay, they, don't, they don't put the cameras on the proper people who's out in the force. Like, no, I'm a, I'm a doorman. You're a doorman. Right? Yeah. So I see that, that things every single night of the week. Yeah. Well, probably on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. So I see every guard on a Friday, Saturday night treating us like scum every the guard every guard is treating you like scum yes every, every guard well is, treat, past, is treating you like past, scum and why are they past, why are they treating you like scum no to be honest for the past three years I have every guard come to me when I have, have problems and I can't back myself up treat me like scum but, but you're, you're, that's a very vague statement. When you say you have problems, so what, you'll call a guard, you say two lads fighting or something like that, you'll call a guard. Yeah. And then what happens? Yeah. But when we get them out, when we get them out of the property, yeah. And if they're fighting outside, right, we call the guards. Okay. And if the guards come to us for evidence, yeah. Probably about 67 out of whatever. Probably give us like oh they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. You're not making a huge amount of sense, John. Just saying they don't care. You mean they're not following it up? Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry. No. That's what I mean. Okay. And, but how? It, but how is that treating you like scum? Well, it just puts us. It just puts us into a bad. Okay. Well, so what, the worst they can charge two fellas fighting with is a public order. If they're under the age of eighteen, it's probably a waste of time because nothing's going to ever happen to them. And if neither one of them wants to charge the other if they haven't been injured badly in the fight, uh, probably it's a complete waste of time. So that's probably why they don't really follow up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but see, they're, they're not... So that, that doesn't mean they're treating you like scum. Oh, uh, give not. me an example. When you say they're treating you like scum, rather than wasting your time, which was probably a better accurate description of what you're talking about, give me an example of treating you like scum. Well, to be honest, I was on the door there. I won't give the exact location. I'd rather you didn't, Jack. Yeah, well, there's on New Year's Eve. I was on a door there. Um, two chaps are fighting the bar, and one of them 
had a Stanley blade with him. And had a what with him? A Stanley blade. A Stanley blade, okay, yeah, sorry. And he took it out on one, he, he, I took it out on one of the staff. Right. My colleagues. Okay. And he stabbed him a couple of times, Ari. Right. And, and then when the Algarve came, they took no, took no photographs or no evidence. So somebody in one of your staff members was slashed with a Stanley Braid, and you're telling me the guards didn't investigate it? No, didn't. I think that's no. I, with the greatest respect, that's bullshit, John. Absolute bullshit. That's no, not. Yeah, absolute it bullshit. is bullshit. If you're telling me that unprovoked a staff member was attacked by an individual in a club or a bar with a Stanley blade and seriously injured, and the guards arrived and didn't investigate it, you're telling me that? That's bollocks, Absolutely. plainly. Well, Absolutely well, bollocks, no. Well, well, how is the bollocks from oh, the then why, Well, then why didn't you make a complaint then to the ombudsman? Or go to the sergeant if you believed... Or why the person who was slashed with the Stanley blade, why didn't they make a complaint if it wasn't investigated? Well, Noel, they followed... That person had, that person had followed that, that complaint up. Yeah, and? I haven't heard anything back. Gosh, I'm but what do you... What do, I don't know what you're trying to insinuate. Are you trying to insinuate the person with the Stanley blade was a guard? No, the only person who would know. I don't know what you're trying to insinuate, John, because you're not making a huge amount of sense. Well, well, that's your point. It's not my point, it's logical. You're, you're telling me, in a public bar or a public club or whatever the place is that you work in, I don't, I don't want to know where you work, a staff member was randomly attacked by a punter with a Stanley blade and, ser- and were they seriously hurt, like? Were they stabbed? Yeah. Okay, and you're telling me the guards were called and didn't investigate it. Well, that's stop. stop. Well, he still has that. He still has that case open with the PSA and whatever. Right, but you're telling me the guards didn't investigate it. No, they didn't because he still has the case open. So the case is open. So it is being investigated. Yes. And what are you talking about? Well, that's what January, February, March. That's three months down the line, and the guards still haven't done anything about it. How do you know they haven't done that about it? Because it's still open, because I've seen your man there. Well, it's open, isn't it? Open. They're investigating it, aren't they? What do you want them to do? Well, it's a hole. Charlie going to be in prison in two months. Yeah. Talking about his hole, for fuck's sake. Well, you were trying to be on the bleeding door for the last couple of years. and You, know, you seem to have, with the greatest respect, John, you seem to have a very bad, dim view of Ungarda Shea no matter who they happen to be. If you don't like it, don't do it. You try to tell me every dog man in the country is clean and all good and all that. Respectfully, they don't like people around the back and they don't do this, they don't do that. Stop with it. Well, for fuck's sake. Don't well, talk. Look, look at that. Yeah, you try to be on the beaten door. If you're not happy being a doorman, don't be a doorman, John. Don't well, do it. Go and walk at Tesco's. Don't attack shells if you don't like it. Tesco's me howl. Right, John. Well, if you don't, see, if you don't see, like it. John, I'll tell you what, I don't believe the story that you told me. Well, I believe that something happened, all right, but not in the way you told me. No, I remember about five, six years ago, I was at a taxi rank and uh, I was having a battered sausage, I think it was, in the car. And the guard literally came over to me and told me to put that in the bin. That was against the law to have food in your taxi. So I sort of refused in a nice way, but he kept it up, so I thought I'd better do what I was asked to do. Now, when I did that, okay, after that, I lost the respect that I had for them. Now, I still have respect for them, but not the way I used to. And I will still do what I'm told by them, but it's just not there what I used to have for them. All right, well, I don't think it's illegal to have food in your taxi, unless you were driving at the same time. Uh, let me go to Dermot. Dermot, Nigel, say it me. Dermot, you're a classic kid. Say you, Dermot. Yeah, that's a bit of a... A bit of a quandary that one, all right, about the food and the taxi. I don't, I don't, really I don't, I don't think it's illegal to, to eat while you're driving, unless you take your eyes off the road while you're driving. Well, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, the question is uh, respect for the guards. I think uh, I would say about 75-80% of the population respect the guards. But the lack of respect I would have for them is not in, would basically be that they're not enforcing the law. I think I certainly think it's coming to the stage where the guards here are going to have to be armed. Even if it's for a trial period of a year or two years or five years, of course, because this, the, the lawlessness, the, the carry-on in this country is getting out of hand and it's getting worse and worse. And the guards, are we one of the only forces in the world that has not got an armed police force? No, there, there are many forces in the world who don't have an armed police force, but we're one of the, the we'd be the minority, yes. Yeah, we will be the minority. They have to Certainly be, in like, Europe we are, that's for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think I've said it before. 
you know, I'd be in the business I'm in. You're in town on on, on sort of ten, eleven midnight on a Saturday night in certain parts, and you have mayhem breaking out, rows breaking out, people pissed out ahead. You're taxi driver there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a taxi driver. Yeah. And you just, and you see all this carry on, and they're bouncing off your car, and they're giving you abuse, and blah, blah, blah. And that's grand. And then you drive out into the, in the out past Dundrum, heading up Red Fire, and out towards the mountains. And you get stopped on this fucking road, and there's three or four squad cars full of uh, guards, and they're all sitting there, and you have two guards uh, stopping me for tax and insurance. And many a time I've sort of said to them, well, what in Jesus' name are you people doing up here? Why aren't you catching and, the real criminals, so well, to speak? The wild, yeah. well, it's like the Wild West in fucking the city stand there, and there's not a, a uniform guard to be seen anywhere on a Saturday night in Dublin. I, 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 I do tend to agree with you. And, you know, Nigel, I've seen that too. Now, many years ago when I was working in town in, in Club M, for example, I'd come out and Dame Street, rightly on a Saturday night, as Dermot described it, is like the Wild West. People Wild knocking West. the heads off each other and not a garden site. I'd come out of Fleet Street car park, come down onto the keys and there'd be a checkpoint for drink driving on the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. and that to me, you know, where you'd have yeah, seven yeah. or eight guards. Yeah. And that to me makes no sense. No sense well, at all. I mean, the guards, I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, there's a bit of a conflict of interest here because I actually know Dermot very well. Oh, you so, know, you know Dermot? Yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, right, okay, okay. I do, yeah. He probably doesn't realise at the moment who I am, but we know each other very, very well. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right Dermot. Huh? Yeah, give him a clue, Nigel. Well, Dermot, you're from Sagart, right? Correct. Don't I'm give an ag- It's all right, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. No, don't, don't mention it again. Nobody heard that, nobody heard that, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's me, Dermot. All right. Don't mention any second names if you can, right? I dumped it and nobody heard it. I was, I, yeah, I was, I was, I was very conscious uh, not to mention Dermot's second. I don't know Dermot well, most of my life. All right, okay. Well, that's it. There's a coincidence. See, Ireland is a small world. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard it many times on the show because I, I contribute with Robert again, but I haven't been answering Okay, well, okay, lads, lads, this is not a love-in, all right? Getting back getting back to the topic. Nigel, getting back to what Dermot was saying about respect, how can you have respect when, you know, we want the guards to do their job and yet you'll see mayhem going on. That that example he gives us yeah, great, yeah, Dame Street, yeah, 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 and the guards yeah, yeah. are doing a checkpoint for tax out in the middle of the Keys where there's nobody around and there's seven or eight guards there. So the priorities don't seem to be there, is the point he's making. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't pay the wrong way there. I wouldn't mm. say the priority are always there. Absolutely not. I said it myself. The own brothers of Garland have said it myself. Where, where the F are they? You know what I mean? Something's going on. Where the F are they? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I have said it myself. And it's not a perfect course. I mean, how could it be? I'm trying to see Colin and I. Isn't being run. It's not fit for purpose. It's the way it's being run. Stuff they have to do, but and what they have, to, I mean, what they've been, what they're able to do with. You know what I'm saying? Um, what I'm trying to say is, what goes on in this country and the tools they're being given to deal with that is 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 not right now. Okay, well, yeah, well, then, Dermot, that comes back to the fact that I don't know whether you watched the program last night. Did you watch it, Dermot? I didn't see it, no. Okay, I well, say, and I there, is a, there is a great argument on it for the guards being armed. Now, not necessarily even with guns, but at least having tasers. Um, because there was a few tow rags there last night that deserved to be tased. Um, I, agree, I agree with that, and I, I'm a firm believer that if you have nothing to fear with the guards, and they arrive up and they're, they're tooled up with arms and the whole lot, like you see in, on the continent and the whole lot. Like, you know, I was over there recently for a weekend in Poland. And it was in Krakow, and it was very quiet in the square there. But there was two uh, big black barriers, like big big vans, and it was full of gar- uh, guys there, and they were hardy looking bastards with their jack boots on and the whole lot, and they armed to the teeth, and they all just sit around having a chat. But they're keeping the fucking peace. They're keeping the peace. And, that, and nobody, and nobody is going to misbehave yeah, when you see that. You're not going to start knocking the box out of anybody when you know a hundred yards away there is seven or eight guards in Jack. With a Kalashnikov in his hand. And he'll talk to you for, for now very, very quick. And, and he, it's a, it, that's a fair point, Nigel. And, you know, the same when you walk through New York, for example, and you see, you know, these um, special squads hanging around street corners with AK-47s in their hand. You're not going to act the, the mick, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You, the point of the program last night where you said with a big fat red line standing behind the gate going in the cop and having a go and I'll do this I'm fucking rising you bitch and all this crack you're a bitch you're a bitch stand behind your badge get out and mind your badge you bitch all this crack 
in, in, in most of the countries in the world, they, they would have just typed him over the eight. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have got a second sentence out. He'd have been on the ground. Well, well, we'll, we'll stay there, both of you, a second, because I want to go to Jer and Rob, too, before I wrap this up. Jer, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Jer? Well, Don't tell me you know Nigel and Jeremy as well, do you? No, no. no, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so, Jer, you, you work in security yourself. But this is in relation to what John was saying earlier on. He said that the guards have no uh, respect for doormen. Yeah, don't listen to what he said. It's spoofing. Absolute spoofing. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't believe. I, I believe something happened, but I don't believe it happened in the way he described it. But no, I'll tell you, he was on. I'll tell you, he was probably getting the fuck out by the doorman. That's probably more than likely. All right. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, in relation to your job as a security man, do you find the guards cooperative with you when you have a problem? Yeah, they are. Well, when you have a problem, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm like anybody else in the country. I do respect the guards. I have a problem. With, I don't have a problem personally, but you know, I have to. You know, checkpoints will have you deal with a few dickheads, all right. Of course you do, yeah. But uh, in my opinion, though, mostly what I find is the the female officers, they seem to be the worst, maybe because the girls and they want to big themselves up, but they're the ones that I would find that would be the... No, the the worst. And why why, why do you you think the 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 female officers that you've dealt with, do you think they have a different attitude? Yeah, they have a different attitude. It's like I'm a woman and, uh, you know... They're just trying to assert themselves all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when there's no one else, like I haven't had a way, maybe a couple of weeks out of tax. Like actually, last year I had a new car and I was only to get in it and there's no tax in it. And uh, your woman came over and said, Give me half the I said, This, I only bought the car about a week ago. I went for book. It was a brand new car. And uh, she, she started, you know, give me half the book. Why isn't the tax? And then the fella came over and just, just they kind of just gestured, just leave and leave and let them go, you know what I mean? There's no, no point arguing with them. And I wasn't arguing with her, I was just trying to explain to her. And she goes, Don't be smart, don't be smart, you know. But that's that's there's no need for that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I, I kind of get the point that you're making that sometimes maybe some people are out to prove something. That's like, what I find now. I have well, say, no, I'm not, I'm not saying all, obviously, but no, no, and I don't have any problem with the guards. Actually, in regards to me work, their grants, the the home, they're very. I've never had any problems with working in Scotland twenty years. I've never ever yeah. had an issue with them. Yeah, just as I said, just the the odd one, overzealous guards. That they, yeah, you're you're always going to get that, but aren't you? Yeah. Guards, well, no, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, you do. You get dodgy security men on doors yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, Jared. Thanks for that, Rob. You're on Classic Kids. Evening, Rob. Evening, Niall. How are you? Good, Rob. Do you, after watching the documentary, Niall, you saw it last night, yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was very good. Right. Um, I'll come back to you in a sec, though. Just talking there. Uh, I was in Dame Street Saturday night last. Right. Oh, ten, after ten, uh, ten between ten and eleven, and the public order unit came down uh, George Street and turned right onto Dame Street and was parked there. And they're all big lads in there, and they're all dressed in their gear, and they're all walking around. Right, okay. So they were Just doing Just before the central bank there. Right, okay. Okay. Now, I don't know whether you're going to respond to an incident. They haven't got flashing lights on them, but... Yeah. All right, okay. Um, it's normally, yeah, they have a public order, on it, they call it. Okay. So you reckon the the argument about that Dermot made about they're not there when you need them, but they're there when you don't need them, so to speak... Well, they must have been responding to something because it was like there was a lot of them that got out of us. There was about seven of them. There might have been a particular incident, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say something there. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Dermot. As far as I can see with the guards, they're going to have to they're going to have to uh, restructure the whole system. They, I, I'm a firm believer, as you did, as you all seem to be, that the um, the height restriction and all this sort of thing should be rescinded. I don't I don't believe. Half the that guards would be out of the force if they did it now. I don't think it's possible for a guard who's five foot, five foot one, unless they are seriously hardy, that they should be uh, they should be enforcing the law. And and like you say, a lot of them go in with the with this idea that they will uh, hassle a man for no tax on his new car, or they'll hassle me for this, or they'll hassle you for that, and they won't get their hands dirty and deal what with the serious crime. Like you need a hard force to inform to, or to enforce the law here. You need. A, Rock a granite fucking force. Well, well then maybe maybe we, it should be like America where you have different guard of force or police forces where you have county police, state police. The likes of what you said about that documentary last night, the likes of Blanche, Cabra, Fingers, all that sort of area, that should be manned. It should not be manned by anybody who's not willing to, to I wouldn't say give their life for the force, but get, I mean seriously, fucking hard, hard guards, arm them. And, and, and sort out the like So the hardiest ones should be in that station, and I, I whatever. No, I yeah, well, 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 hang on, let Rob finish what he wants to say. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, just want to go back onto the K program, right? Yeah. And your man shouting and screaming at the policeman. At, 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 you know? I'll ride you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
crazy stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was actually hard to watch, to be honest with you, because I felt sorry for the guy. But if you had a six foot four guy in jack boots and a fucking collage of the cop in his hand, I'm telling you that bastard would not be uh, sticking his fucking nose in his face. No, I know, I know, I know he wouldn't. Yes, yeah, I Rob. But do, do, does your man realise the guy that when he was on the TV, what he's saying to him, he's going to slap slap his ass like a bitch and fuck his ass and all yeah. this. He's calling the policeman gay. Yeah. And I don't know whether he sees this or not. But he but was saying he, he was going to ride him. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I got. The, I got um, the irony in that. All right. The yeah. irony was lost on him. I <laughs> completely lost because he wasn't the most educated clown in the world. But, oh, but right. okay. But in, actually, what I thought was funny was there was a minion sitting on the wall behind him, which I actually thought was funnier. But yeah, what I, was that about? I have no idea what the minion was doing. There was a minion yeah. up on the wall <laughs> behind him. I, no, can I ask a question there? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. What is the what is the rule regarding um, arming the guards? Is it arm the police force in this country? Who does it? Is it done by government? Is it done by a referendum? Who has the authority to say... The Minister for Justice. On the, on the 1st of January next year, the guards are going to be armed. Minister for Justice. I say with the guard of bosses. Well, it'll be the GRA would obviously have make a recommendation to the Minister for Justice, but ultimately it would be the decision of the Minister for Justice. I'd hate to see that now. Yeah, but, I, but the, the, the problem is, and there's part of me agrees with it, and mind you, many gar- guards are armed, of course, the ERU and special units are armed, but if we start arming every guard, the fear is that, that the scumbags will then ha- will have guns too. And then we go down a very rocky road. That's We've we've avoided it for a hundred years. That's you know what I mean? Stupid, that's a stupid statement, Miles. Well, it's, no, so it's not. I mean, we, we, we have avoided it for a hundred years. What did you just say there? What did you just say there? If we arm the police force, that means scumbags will have guns. The scumbags have fucking Kalashnikovs. Some of them do. Some of them do. Most of them do. No, most of them do. No, no, they don't. Most. I mean, I'm talking about your average Joey scumbag drinking Dutch gold in O'Connell Street. He doesn't have a gun in his hand. You know what I mean? So, but the problem is when people go in and do jobs or they're robbing or whatever it is, they generally don't. They might have a hammer or something like that. But if they think the guards, all the guards around have guns, then they're going to look for guns too. And that's always that's always been the fear, isn't it? I wouldn't fully I wouldn't fully agree with that statement. And also, trigger happy guards is the is the fear too, you know. Well, that's yeah. part and parcel of the guards being armed. I mean, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to, as they say, break an egg to make an omelette. You simply have to trial it and see what happens because it, at the end of the day... There, I mean, 75% of the guards out there, I'd be happy enough to see them carrying a gun. I think they'd respect the firearm and I think, you know, there's a lot of paperwork goes to with firing a gun too, by the way. But I think there are 25% out there. I wouldn't trust them. Um, I wouldn't trust them with uh, maybe a rattler. You know what I mean? No, but if you have nothing to fear, they're no. not going to put a gun on you. Ah, well, no. look, you know, you know, people in America have said that too, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I think, that, as I said to you, 75% of the guards, I would absolutely trust them to only use it in a certain situation, but there are 25%, I think, would be quite happy to pull it out stupidly and use yeah. it on the wrong people. That's well, right. If that's, the, if that's the case, then, you do not arm traffic car okay maybe well no well you don't and this is what I'm saying to you about America and Ireland and I think we need to do something similar where you have traffic corps or you have the state police you have the mounties you have whatever it is the Orange County Police in America which are the county community police then you have the, the FBI who look after more serious crime and investigations so you have different departments who are completely independent of each other by the way and that's that. That could be a way of going forward uh, let me just go to Jer- or Leonard as well before I wrap this up Leonard you're on Classic Kids Hayden Leonard Hi, Niall. How's it going? Good. Leonard, did you watch the documentary last night? I didn't. Okay. It was quite good, actually. It was a good documentary. But go on. Yeah, I was watching something else. But I'll relate a story to you. Okay, I've done security for a long, long time. Um, I was working New Year's Eve two years ago. And three guys who were about 15, 16 came up to the door because one of the security guys working with me knew them from his day job. Okay. Okay, I don't want to go into that, but that's how he knew them. So they're saying, oh, hi, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't really want to talk to them, but they're drinking a bottle of wine and they're saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. So eventually I say, look, can you leave the door because you're kind of blocking customers coming in? So yep. we have a nightclub, which is like maybe 200 yards away. Yeah. Okay. There's two couples approaching the nightclub to go in, and I see these three guys. There's some kind of a scuffle. So the guy from the nightclub comes up because I've done a first aid course and said, can you look after this guy there after slashing his hand with a knife? Right. So this guy has two really deep gashes on his hand. 
Okay, so I... I'm, so obviously they threatened him with a knife and he tried to protect himself and grabbed the knife and they slashed him in the Something hand. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know exactly what yeah. happened, but there's two deep gashes in his hand, so I cleaned the wound and wrapped it. There's a squad car passing, flag it down and say, this gentleman has been attacked. We know the guy's names because the other guy knows their name. They said, yeah, we'll send someone down there when we get a chance, and they drove off. So then five minutes later, another squad car is passing because the establishment I worked in was very close to the guard station. Okay. I said, listen, this man's hand has been slashed. He didn't do anything. He was going to go into the night with his girlfriend. We know their names. So they took our details. They took the names of the three guys involved. Two of them are carrying knives. Nothing happened. The guy is still there. Half an hour later, his hand is bleeding again. So I said, rewrap the, the wound. A third squad car is passing. I said, look, this man has been attacked. They're carrying knives. They're really dangerous. And the other squad car said, yeah, we're really busy at the moment. We'll send someone down. That was two years ago, and I've never heard another thing since. And you're still waiting? Still waiting. Now, this is what Morris McCabe was saying. That serious crime by repeat criminals is not being investigated. Like, I, I don't agree about arming the guards necessarily, but I think if you say this guy's been slashed by two guys carrying knives, 20 years ago, the, the guards that I had a relationship with in, in the, working in security... They would have dealt find, with that, yes. They would have find, found those guys, take the knives off them, throw them in the paddy wagon, arrest them. Charge them. Yeah. If, 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 there's a, if there's an allegation of crime, particularly serious violent crime, it has to be investigated. Well, it comes under a uh, firearms charge if you're carrying a knife, yeah. Yeah. Now, if, if just supposing one of those guys stuck it in his chest and he died, you'd have the TV cameras, you'd have reporters, you'd have the Garda confidential line. If you know anything, please contact this number. What's that? Crime Watch, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the point is that just because he wasn't killed, and sure he was grand. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, it would be all over Crime Watch. Can you help the Garda ring this confidential line? Three of us have given evidence that they slashed this guy. We've given their names. Two years later, never heard another thing. Now, I can give you... And did the, did the guy himself that was slashed, did he make an official complaint? Not that it should matter, by the way. The state should still take he's, a case, he's, anyway. He's, he's standing there, and the guards take his details. Like, the bottom line is, if you slash someone with a knife, you've got to be picked up. I mean, what about yeah, if, no. they, if they kill the next person? And see, but he, and you're right, because here's the argument, right? The guy that slashes the fella on the hand, it's not the crime of the century, but it's still a, a horrendous public order problem, right? So the guy that slashes, he then grows up to be Joey Scumbag in the city centre who's selling drugs and killing people. So he, well, so if you stop them at an early age and you charge them and they get done at an early age, they may learn their lesson. But if, well, if they go unchecked throughout their lives or just get previous convictions constantly all the well, time... I, I'll tell you another quick story if you have time. Yeah. Back in 1996, I was working and two, two guys slashed tyres across the road. The, the squad, the paddy wagon was passing. I knew the guard. I said, listen, these guys have slashed tyres. We went over onto uh, William Street and there's, there's records of this. Some guy from, who was 18, he was up from Kerry working in construction. They tried to grab his girlfriend's handbag. He tried to help his girlfriend. They gave him 95 stitches. Okay? Yeah. Guy's covered in blood, his neck, his face, everything. So that guy was arrested maybe 10 minutes later and about three months after I met the guard, I said, what happened with him? He said, oh, he pissed off to England. Right? Never, never uh, served any time. And a few years ago, that same guy had moved back and I, I don't want to go into too much details, but yep. they shot a guy and his girlfriend killed him. Oh, my. Okay, so I agree with you. If he had been, if he had got 10 years jail for giving a young fellow 95 stitches, which I believe he should have got, then the second incident may or may not have happened. Yeah, oh, and there's, well, yes... And I kind of contradict myself when I say sometimes the worst thing that can happen is a youngster goes into jail or into, you know, an establishment like that where he's mixing with other hardened individuals. So that, yeah. that it can also but, have the but, opposite effect too, yeah. But by the same token, if somebody does that, you can't leave them on the street. No, you can't. Because they're a danger to the general public. And you can't, you can't just let them get aboard to England and say, well, it's not our problem anymore. But like, the, the, the point is, Morris McCabe, and I read his book, what he was saying is serious crime is not being investigated. Like, you have to have a professionally run police service where the training is really good, okay? Like, and if there's a crime committed, you have to investigate it. Like, because, okay, you know the PSNI? Yes, yeah. So if you go to the PSNI, that would never happen. They will investigate every crime that's reported to them. When you, when you ring the PSNI, 
um, to make a complaint, you're given a case number straight away on the phone. And the case yeah. number is the date and then a number after it. So if it was today, for example, it would be, uh, the case number would be 050320 and then a number, a four-digit yeah. number. So that's, the case, that's your case number. And you're given that straight away by the guard on the street. Yeah, and then, and then to, to relate to what that other chap said, I can't remember his name. Like, there's a lack of manpower. And yes, if it's the end of the month pulling for tax insurance, there's guards everywhere. No, no shortage of manpower. So I don't believe there's a shortage of manpower. I believe there's a... a, a there's bad, bad believe, delegation. No, I believe, I believe that it's coming from the top that they, it's basically a money-making machine for the government. They don't care about violent crime because it's not really affecting them. They're in, they, 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 I, I, they, I think it's a bit harsh to say they don't care about violent crime. I think they do so, because, so they, because they are members of the public just like everybody else. So, so why don't they investigate it? I, I think, look, when it comes to gangland stuff... There are particular guards who do investigate it, but I think there are many guards who would be fearful of investigating anything. And like I that. understand that. Yeah, I would too. I would be fearful. Yeah, but by the same token, you can't. You surely can't have a society where the criminals. No, you can't, and you're right. And when you sign that piece of paper to become a guard, you have to know what goes along with that job, and yes. that's that's just it. Your life, if you are going to be dealing with those situations, your life can, can be in danger. Yeah, you know, but but I I do believe there's a bit like when I watched that program last night, and I see and everybody talks about the same incident with this guy who is a complete toe rag and he's straight face to face to the guard he's throwing shapes and saying to the guard go on I'll ride you take your badge off I'll ride you go on you need you yeah, and he's not arrested is he? no no yeah. and, like, and, and he's saying to the guard come on in come on in and come on let's come on take me on take off your badge take me on now if that was in any other country in the world now I don't know whether the guard was cautious about doing that because he was on camera and there was two guards there um, now don't get me wrong the guard was talking back to him but, or whether, I don't know what the story was, but I don't understand why he wasn't pulled out of that garden, why there wasn't backup called, or the ERU, or somebody called, and him pulled out of that garden. Absolutely, because, I mean, as you say, you see, he wouldn't do it in another country if he's facing a guy who he knows is going to beat the living shit out of him. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I, I see it all the time. I see it all the time where they just call guards fucking wankers and pigs and whatever. And they yeah. do nothing about it. I mean, you know, you surely can't just let that ride. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, listen, Leonard, well said. Thank you very much indeed. All right, Appreciate take care, I'll talk to you Cheers. later. Bye-bye. Uh, okay, loads of text, by the way, coming in. Somebody said, it starts at the very top, just the system builds super prison. Judges can then stop suspending the sentences. You've got a good point, actually. The judges uh, tend to suspend sentences a lot because they are very well aware that we don't have the prison space. So, you know, the, obviously only the worst cases end up in jail, unless you haven't paid a television licence. Uh, in turn, Gardy can confidently pursue, or confidently uh, pursue the scrotes. That's provided, of course, you believe the guards want to pursue the scrotes. My husband is listening to your show, and he has said when he was 16, they'd done nothing but hassle him. And the same guards that are hassling him years later, walking home from the pub, there were two guards drunk and driving the cop car, pulling handbrake turns around the local town in uniform. Well, if that was the case, you should have took the number of the car, and you should have reported them. There's a re- there's a place there that the guard ombudsman that you can actually report them to, if they were doing that. If the local sergeant doesn't listen to you, uh, because the guards are answerable to the law as well, you know. By the way, um. So okay, uh, I'm losing the will to live. Listening to your man. Oh, who's that, John? Yeah, I kind of lost the will to live. Listening to him as well. Now the guy that works on the door, um, he's talking through his hole. Well, see, I think, I don't think he was telling the whole story. It just, the story made no sense that a staff member is randomly slashed by a punter with a Stanley blade and the guards didn't investigate it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.